What you need to do is be thankful for the life you got, you know what I'm saying? Stop looking at what you ain't got. Start being thankful for what you do got. Let's get to him, baby girl. Hey. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome into the studios of KALA HD2 106.1. This is the St. Ambrose University Sports Radio Show, Schistel Speaks Sports. And as always, I'm your host, Ryan Schistel. Today is February 22nd, 2024, and it was an absolutely beautiful day here on the campus of St. Ambrose University and in really just the general Quad Cities area. Uh, partly cloudy day, not too hot, but not too cold, and just overall a great day to be outside. I know I saw some people uh, throwing around a frisbee, passing a football, playing catch with a baseball. Uh, I saw a big group of students almost having a spike ball tournament outside of the Rogalski Center, and more. However, this is not a weather show. It's a sports show. So, just like always, it's going to be an extremely busy episode As I've got 10, yes, you heard that right, 10 different sports on the ledger for tonight. With most of the sports being returners in this episode, one or two are new sports for me to talk about. With that, let's start off the episode talking about the track and field teams, as this past weekend was probably the most important meet of the season. It was the CCAC Championships from Olivet Nazarene University in Bourbonnais, Illinois. So when it comes to the overall placement of the Bs, the SAU men's team took second and the women's team took third place out of the eight teams in the conference. So I'm going to go through the different events and I'm going to talk about who got a podium finish for the Bs. So that's first place, second place, or third place. Uh, Starting it off in the 60-meter dash, Nick Norton took home second place For the men's team, the woman did not have a podium finisher in that one. In the 200-meter dash, Nick Norton once again took second place and qualified for nationals. Will Reemsma, his teammate, was right behind in third place. In terms of the women's 200-meter dash, it was Gabby Butler who took home third place for the Fighting Bees. In the 400-meter dash, Gabby Butler took first place For the women's track and field team, the men, unfortunately, did not have a podium finish in the 400 meter. However, in the 600 meter, it was very good for the men. Will Reemsma takes first place in that one. And Dylan Grandin was right behind Reemsma in second place. Unfortunately, the women's team not having a podium finish in the 600 meter. In the one-mile race, the men's team did not have a podium finish. However, it was Caitlin Konecki coming in third place for the women's track and field team to keep her strong season alive into the track and field indoor season from the cross-country season. In the 5,000-meter, Luke Bennis took third place for the men's team. There was no podium finish for the women's team. There was also no podium finish 
for the women's team in the 60-meter hurdles, an event that the Bees know very well on the men's side of things. And it was Will Ramesma who took home second place for St. Ambrose in that 60-meter hurdle event. When it came to the relays, and this is the final uh, track competition I'll be talking about, but when it came to the relays, first let's look at the 4x400 team as the men's team and the women's team both took second place in the 4x400. These relay teams for St. Ambrose have been extremely strong so far this year, so both of them take second place. The men's 4x800 team also took third place in their race. Looking ahead at the field events, starting it off with the high jump, Isaac Mojica took second place for the men's team, and Alexis Anderson took second for the women's team. In the pole vault, Joshua Modit took first place with Justin Bowers right behind in second place. Riley Warden also took first place with Kate Sirwillow taking second place for the women's team. When it came to the long jump, Ben Davis took third place home for the Fighting Bees. Lexi Johnson ended up taking second place in the long jump. Ben Davis also taking second place in the triple jump where the women's team did not have a podium finish. In the shot put, Jonah Wilson took first place and Alex Seifert took second place. Both of those two qualified A standard for nationals. Anna Miller also took first place in the shot put for the women's team. In the weight throw, Peyton Woods took first place for St. Ambrose. The woman did not have a podium finish. So now some members of the track and field team will be turning their attention to the NAIA national meet next week in South Dakota. For those who did not qualify for nationals, even those who were only two centimeters off, uh, they'll enjoy a nice break before the outdoor season begins. And I do know with the men's team taking second place, women's team taking third, uh, that is not what the bees were aiming for when it came to, you know, the conference championship. I know the men's team, a lot of the thought process amongst the athletes on the men were first place or bust when it came to this conference meet. I know the women's team also was really looking and hoping for a top-two finish in the conference. So neither team, out of my understanding, really getting what they necessarily wanted. Now looking at the wrestling team, the SAU wrestling team competed in the Heart of America Conference Championships from Oskaloosa, Iowa over the weekend. And that one, Steele Diaz and Diego Machado got through their brackets and both placed for the Bs. Five other Bs also won matches in their respective brackets as the Bs placed ninth. With that, the Fighting Bs will be sending Diego Machado to the National Championships for wrestling. The Soul B will hopefully do well as his teammates, myself, and I'm sure more people on campus are hoping he can bring back some hardware for SAU. Good luck to Diego. Now, in swim and dive talk, there might not be much information posted about the Liberal Arts Championships, but I am more than happy to announce that both the St. Ambrose men's and women's swim teams came in first place out of the five-team meets. For the women's team, 598 points was the total score for the B's team, as that was 147 points ahead of the rest of the field. 
The men's team finished with 719 points. That was more than enough to get the job done, as it was a full 189 points ahead of the field. Both of the swim and dive teams are now gearing up for their chance at the NAIA championships from Columbus, Georgia, beginning on March 6th. Good luck to the swim and dive teams as, you know, they get set for the uh, NAIA championships. I'm not necessarily sure if the whole team gets to go or if it's just certain members of the team, but either way, you know, whoever is going, whether it be the full team or, you know, just bits and pieces of the team, uh, good luck to them. So now making its first appearance this year, lacrosse is back at St. Ambrose University. And before I even get going on this season's lacrosse talk, let's take a little bit of a look back as to how it went last year for both of these teams. Starting it off with the men's team, last year the Fighting Bees, well actually this is the 22-23 season. It looks like the... Wow, that's a bit strange. Okay, now it's loading in. The 22-23 season, the Fighting Bees went 9-7 and overall and 3-2 and in the conference. Again, this is the men's team. However, even though the Fighting Bees only went 3-2, and they were able to win the Hart Championship and the Fighting Bee men's team lost to Kaiser in the quarterfinals of the NAIA Men's Lacrosse National Tournament. So the Fighting Bees men's team last year, very good team, uh, you know, above 500 both in the conference and overall. But, you know, they're looking to get back to that national tournament for the women's lacrosse team, looking once again at last year. It was 8-7 and seven overall and 4-1 and one in the conference. The Fighting Bees ended up making it to the uh, Heart of America Conference Tournament Finals where the Fighting Bees lost to number 8 Benedictine 15-4 and just missed out on the national tournament last year. So, you know, it's one of those things where you look at these sports, uh, two teams who had... Very strong seasons last year, looking to carry it into this year. And for one of those teams, that's exactly what the Bees have done. So this Fighting Bees men's team has been very bu- has been very busy already for men's lacrosse, already playing three games into the new season. SAU opened up the season ranked number 10 in the nation as they won their first game against Taylor at home 7, or I'm sorry, 10 to 7. Zach Priami was the best B of the game in that one, scoring four goals and putting the Bs at 1-0 on the year. Then, it was a matchup for the Fighting Bs, their first road test of the year, taking on Columbia, Missouri. In that game from Missouri, the Fighting Bs ended up winning 14-6 as the Fighting Bs took a lead and just absolutely Never looked back. The Fighting Bees scored three goals in the first quarter, two goals in the second, six in the third, and three in the fourth. They outscored Columbia in every quarter. Looking at the box score, I would have to say that my B of the game 
goes to Tyler Yetka, took nine shots, seven of which were on goal, and he netted four of those goals. Matt Cordaposi and Mikhail Shaddix also had hat tricks for the Fighting Bees in this game. And outside of them, Isaiah Hahn had two goals for the Fighting Bees, as did Zach Priami. So, overall, it was a good start for the Fighting Bees men's team as they had improved to 2-0 on the year. Finally for this week, earlier today, the men took on the Missouri Baptist Spartans, where the final score was once again 14-6 in favor of St. Ambrose. Again, the Fighting Bees took a lead early and really never looked back as after the first quarter, it was 3-1. to one. The Bees would tack on six more goals in the second quarter, taking it into the half 9-1. to one. Then opening up the third, it was once again a 3-1 to one score. So the score jumps up to 12-2, to two, and then Missouri Baptist outscoring the Bees 4-2 to two in the fourth, but it wasn't enough as St. Ambrose wins in dominant fashion, 14-6. In this one, a lot of different Bs scored earlier today, with Mikhail Shaddix leading the way with four goals. Isaiah Hahn also had a hat trick on the day, putting up three goals of his own, and Aiden Freyel had two goals. Outside of that, Dawson Dickerson, Joe Campbell, Tyler Yetka, Matt Cordaposi and Zach Priami all had one goal. So that is nine different Bs who scored in the game today. Uh, again, three of which had multi-goal games. So with that, the Fighting Bs now move to 3-0 and on the year. And they will actually be out of action until March. And it's not like, it's not like that's a super long break for the Fighting Bees by any stretch. However, it is enough that you would just have to sit and hope that the Fighting Bees, uh, you know, will be able to bounce right back into where they were. The Fighting Bees will take on Aquinas, Michigan on March 2nd at 2 o'clock p.m. from the St. Vincent's Athletic Complex here in Davenport. In women's lacrosse action, the Fighting Bees open up their season this weekend with a match against Division I Lewis University. Uh, that game, extremely hard. It's a bit interesting to see that the Fighting Bees are going to open up with a Division I school, but nevertheless, you know, could be one that the Bees win. It'll be very interesting to see, and, you know, it's overall good luck to both of the lacrosse teams as they look to replicate strong seasons from last year, as I talked about. That's the end of the lacrosse talk, and that will also conclude the first half of tonight's edition of Schistel Speak Sports, the St. Ambrose University Sports Radio Show here on KALA. When I return, it's volleyball, basketball, softball, baseball, cheer, and dance. Don't touch that dial because this is the place to be on your Thursday night. You're listening to Schistel Speak Sports on KALA HD2 106.1. Generations, African American women have been center stage in the lives of their families, taking on strong leading roles as providers and caretakers. We applaud you, darling, but there are times when we need support and care, especially when a stressful disease like Alzheimer's strikes. Caring for someone with Alzheimer's takes its toll. So take care of yourself, see your doctor, and contact the Alzheimer's Association at 800. 800- 
272-3900. We're there to give you support and to put the spotlight on you. If you're like most people, you've got a calendar to help you stay organized or a day planner or some PDA you're still figuring out how to use. And it helps keep track of the anniversaries and birthdays that our overworked brains can't remember. That way we know exactly when things will happen and how long we can put off making arrangements for them. But there are some things in life that we can't put on our calendar because we don't know when they'll happen, if at all. Like some sort of household emergency or a disaster or even a fire. But when it does, the time to prepare for it has already passed. So get together with your family today and prepare for the unexpected by establishing a family disaster plan with help from your local Red Cross. That way you'll all know exactly what to do in the event of an emergency. Where to go, who to call, how to help each other. But do it today so you won't get caught by surprise tomorrow. When we come together, we become part of something bigger than us all. To find out how to make your family disaster plan, visit redcross.org. The American Red Cross. Together, we can save a life. I'm Frank Scafidi, Director of Public Affairs at the National Insurance Crime Bureau. Becoming a victim of an earthquake may be impossible to avoid, but you can avoid being victimized by dishonest contractors and adjusters. Educate yourself against unscrupulous operators. For more tips about avoiding disaster fraud, visit the NICB website at www.nicb.org. To report disaster fraud, call 1-800-TEL-NICB. That's 1-800-T-E-L-N-I-C-B. Popping bottles in the ice like a blizzard. When we drink, we do it right. Getting slizzards, sipping scissor. Am I right? Am I right? Like 3-6. Now I'm feeling so fly like a G6. Like a G6. This is KALA, HD2 Davenport and K291-BP Bettendorf at 106.1 FM. Welcome back into the studios of KALA HD2 106.1. I'm Ryan Schistel, and this is the second half of the St. Ambrose University Sports Radio Show, Schistel Speaks Sports. In the first half of the episode, it was track and field, wrestling, bowling, swim and dive, and lacrosse. Now in the second half, I've got five more sports to talk about. Some of these sports have been in season, others have just started. So let's start it off talking about the men's volleyball team. The, vo- the volleyball team here at St. Ambrose has continued to kind of be on a bit of a downward spiral early on in the season as the Fighting Bees now sit with an overall record of 1-15. and the Fighting Bees are also 0-1 in conference play and on a 14-game losing streak. The Fighting Bees were swept by Mount Mercy on Thursday night and then proceeded to be swept by number 13 St. Xavier on Saturday to open up the conference play. The Fighting Bees were then defeated by Milwaukee by the Milwaukee School of Engineering three sets to one on Saturday. Yesterday, against Augustana, the Fighting Bees lost in Rock Island three sets to two. After dropping set one 25-16, all other sets were close and went into extras. The Fighting Bees won set two 26-24, nodding it all up, but then they lost set three 28-26. Once again, nodding it up at two sets apiece, St. Ambrose would go on to win set four 32-30, and then narrowly lost set 5, 15-10. In total, the Fighting Bees had 53 kills, with the most coming in set 4 at 19 kills in the set. 
This weekend, the Fighting Bees will be taking on number 12 Jamestown at home. Good luck to the Fighting Bees as they look to kind of do a complete 180 on their season, try to get back at least getting closer to the 500 mark and snapping that 14-game losing streak. It's always hard, you know, when you got to take on a uh, ranked opponent at home when you're on a slide like they are. But, you know, Fighting Bees just got to hold out hope. You know, got to hope that this Fighting Bee team will be able to turn it around, and that's exactly what I'm looking for against number 12 Jamestown this week. So good luck to the Bees. Now, talking about basketball, the women's basketball team has kind of continued their slide, losing their fourth straight on Saturday. Uh, Cashel Doughty's 28 points were impressive for the Fighting Bees, but Indiana Northwest Jessica Carruthers dropped 51 points as the Red Hawks defeated the Bees 85-67. Now, here's exactly what I'll say about this game. Like I said, Cashel Doughty's uh, 28 points were extremely impressive for the Fighting Bees. Um, and, you know, you look at Dottie's 28 points and you think, man, that is a great stat line already for Cashel Dottie. But the thing that really does stink is Jessica Crothers dropping 51 points. It just kind of casts a huge shadow over Dottie's 28. And it's an unfair shadow to cast. I mean, Carruthers is a sophomore this year. Last year, as a true freshman, she got a good amount of playing time for Division I Butler University. So, you know, by no means was this going to be an easy game. Carruthers was shooting the ball well all year. She came in with the career high of 41. So, you know, it, it's a tough loss, and it's a tough pill to swallow if you're the Fighting Bees, but I, I kind of get it when you're going up against what is truly D1 talent. Then on Wednesday, the Fighting Bees lost a crucial game against St. Xavier on the road by a final score of 76-65. to My B of the Game award goes out to Caitlin Thole, who had 18 points, 10 rebounds, 2 assists, a steal, and a block. The Fighting Bees women's team now sits with an overall record of 6-18. They also are 6-13 in the conference. This means that the Fighting Bees sit in a tie of fifth, or I'm sorry, a tie of eighth place in the conference, and with only eight teams making the conference tournament, the Fighting Bees currently would not make it due to a tiebreaker with St. Francis. I'll get into that in just a few minutes, but first, let's talk about this men's team. For the men's team, the week started with a six, a 76 to 65 upset victory over Indiana Northwest on Senior Day. Ignacio DeCunda was the B of the game, putting up 16 points, 10 rebounds, 3 assists, a steal, and a block. That game was also capped off by a little bit of a senior duo, Jake Friel getting a steal. He would go down the court fast and lob the ball up for a rim-rattling alley-oop to Will Spriggs. Then, last night, the Fighting Bees were narrowly defeated by St. X. It was a final score of 64-60. to The fighting B of the game, for me, was a team Agat who came off the bench and put up 17 points, 7 rebounds, 1 assist, a steal, and a block. This men's team now sits with a record of 13-14 and overall. They are also 10-9 and in the CCAC. 
that puts them in sixth place of the conference. Now, both of these fighting teams are getting set for the final game of the regular season as it will be a conference doubleheader on Wednesday night against Trinity Christian. This is a crucial game as the Beasts kind of both need to win this game for, you know, their tournament hopes. So let's go over a breakdown of what this game against Trinity Christian means, starting it off with the Fighting Beasts women's team. For the woman, Trinity Christian is near the bottom of the conference, sitting in third to last place. However, they are, you know, just behind the Fighting Bees, so this will be a very interesting game. Uh, for St. Francis, they'll play St. Xavier, who is ranked third in the CCAC for women's basketball this year. So that's also very good if you're the Fighting Bees. So like I said, uh, St. Francis and SAU in a tie for eighth place. And this is just pretty much how it's going to play out. A St. Ambrose win and a University of St. Francis loss would mean that the Bees make the tournament. However, if St. Ambrose wins and St. Francis wins, the Bees will miss out. Outside of that, an SAU loss would mean that they miss the conference tournament. So pretty much what the Bees absolutely need to have happen is the Bees need to handle business against Trinity Christian and St. Xavier needs to beat St. Francis. If that happens, the Fighting Bees will make the conference tournament as the 8th seed. Um, but if St. Francis wins at all, or if SAU loses at all, they will miss out on the conference tournament. Now, for this men's team, a tournament spot is already locked up. Now it's really all about seeding and seeing who the Fighting Bees would have to, uh, you know, who the Fighting Bees would have to play. Looking at how it all sits right now, like I said, the Fighting Bees are in sixth place of the tournament, which would mean they would have to take on Indiana South Bend from South Bend. Now, looking at the different matchups, the Bees are only a game behind St. Xavier, and they are also only a game behind Judson. Now, I do believe that the Fighting Bees hold the tiebreaker against Judson, and I believe St. Xavier might hold it against St. Ambrose. So, for all I know, the Bees could just be stuck in the sixth seed. Um, however, there's a chance that they move up to five, or there's a chance they drop to seven. So, it's going to be very interesting to see. Uh, and really, let's just say the Bees do stick with the sixth seed, uh, Olivet Nazarene and Indiana South Bend are, oh, I'm sorry, and St. France, or I'm sorry, geez, and Indiana Northwest. So Olivet Nazarene, Indiana South Bend, and Indiana Northwest are all technically in a tie for second place, um, which is huge because that means the Bees can take on any one of those teams. Right now, though, it would be Indiana South Bend. Uh, so good luck to the Bees as they start up tournament play, hopefully for both teams. Now looking at softball, the SAU softball season continued this weekend with Dome Tournament number 2. Coming in at 4-0, the Fighting Bees won their fifth straight game on Saturday morning with a 3-2 victory over Mount Marty. Then, the Fighting Bees lost against Madonna on Saturday afternoon and Sunday morning. Finally, the Fighting Bees defeated William Penn 7-2 on Sunday night. In that one, Alyssa Schumacher's triple... Taylor Martin's two RBIs, and Shea Edrich's three stolen bases led the way offensively for the Bees. 
Emily Erickson got the win on the mound, going three innings and giving up two hits with three strikeouts. Liam Morrow and Chloe Mitchell both pitched two innings of relief, Mitchell giving up two runs and being credited with a save. Now sitting at 6-2, it's the final Dome tournament for the Bees this weekend. The Fighting Bees take on Concordia, Michigan at 8.30 a.m. on Saturday and Aquinas, Michigan at 5.30 Saturday night. Then on Sunday, the Fighting Bees take on Concordia again at 8.30 and Mount Mercy on Sunday night. Good luck to the Fighting Bees. The SAU baseball team opened up their season this week going 2-2 two two with a four-game split against Mount Marty in Nebraska. Mount Marty got the best of the Fighting Bees in both games Sunday by scores of 10-6 and 8-1. The Fighting Bees, however, would go on to get revenge, winning Game 1 on Monday 2-1 and Game 2 9-4. In that Game 2, the Fighting Bees were knotted up at 3 after 2 innings, but they would put up 3 runs in both the 6th and 7th innings, winning the 7-inning game. Noah McCreary was my B of the game offensively, hitting a double, a home run, and racking up four RBIs. In Jacob Boss's four innings of work, he gave up four hits, three runs, and seven strikeouts. Grant Baker and Jacob Sciami both pitched in relief. The 2-2 two and two Bs now have a road challenge. Tomorrow and Saturday are a four-game series against number 14 Indiana Wesleyan from Marion, Indiana. Good luck to the Fighting Bees as I actually saw the team loading up the buses to head out towards Indiana um, you know, earlier today. So good luck to them. Hopefully they can beat a ranked opponent or at least split the four-game series again. Now the final sport I have to talk about is cheer and dance as both teams were in Kansas over the weekend for the Bethel Thresher 3 Invitationals. Starting with dance, the Fighting Bee dance team has won all three of the Invitational Days, keeping their winning streak going, dating back to February 2023. It's an impressive run for this dance team, as, you know, the reigning national champions, the Fighting Bees, looking to, you know, win every competition again this year, make it two straight years of just, you know, never losing. Um, that'd be unbelievable. And then, looking at the cheer team, the Invitationals also went well for them. The Fighting Bees won the first and second Invitationals. However, they would go on to finish in third place in the third Invitational, following or coming in behind Oklahoma City University and Xavier University. Now, sadly, this is the first non-first place finish for the cheer team since March of 2022. The streak may have ended, but the Fighting Bees season is still going strong, and I almost feel like it's got to be a weight lifted off your shoulders, knowing like, all right, hey, we don't have to worry about this streak anymore and keeping it alive. Let's just go out there and let's cheer our hearts out. So to some extent, I feel like this is almost a blessing in disguise for the cheer team. Both teams will now compete in the Saints showdown from Grand Rapids, Michigan on Sunday. So, folks, that's going to do it for this week's edition of Schistel Speak Sports here on KALA HD 2 106.1.
As always, it was a busy episode talking St. Ambrose sports, and you can find this episode or past episodes on KALA streaming services such as Spotify or SoundCloud. Just look up KALA-FM or Schistel Speak Sports. Now, a few announcements. First, thank you to all the alumni who came to the open house this past weekend. It was a fun time getting to catch up with some old friends and teachers and meet some new faces who came through this program before me. Uh, your very generous donations to our program go a long way, a longer way than you may even know. Secondly, there will be no episode of Schistel Speak Sports next week, February 29th. I was actually one of the six nominations for a national award for KALA and SAU TV, my award for the best play-by-play coverage of women's soccer. Because I was nominated for this National Sports Broadcasting Award, I will be attending the awards ceremony in New York City next week with Dave Baker, Greg Armstrong, and another student named Dave Drugenti. Um, With that, you know, we leave next Thursday and we'll come back on Sunday the 3rd, so no episode next week. But I do have to say thank you to everybody who has been listening to this show, uh, listening to the live sports coverage of KALA, you know, the the kind words I get from a lot of people, whether it be to Dave Baker who tells me or to people who just kind of see me and come up to me and, you know, tell me how much they enjoy, whether it be this show or the live sports coverage. Uh, it does mean a lot, a lot more than, you know, again, people may even realize to hear that because I will be completely honest, sometimes after games I feel like I did an awful job and then when I have somebody come up to me and tell me that, you know, they really enjoyed it. It it does make me feel a lot better. So thank you to everybody. With that, I'll be back on the air March 7th. Hopefully, I'll have some good news to report. But until next time, folks, you've been listening to Schistel Speak Sports on KALA HD2 106.1. Once again, I have been your host, Ryan Schistel. Have a good night and go bees.